0: Hello and welcome. You are now listening to the Space Witch podcast. And as always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, bringing you guys another wonderful episode. I hope you're all doing amazing now that Mercury is direct and those eclipses and the dark moon and all that stuff is done. Unfortunately, I can't say that it's over for me just yet. My birthday is at the end of August. And so. I have actually hit my six-week cycle right before my solar return, so a lot of lessons are kind of coming back at me. I hope all you like other Virgos and Leos out there are hanging in there because that six-week cycle is always so exhausting. Anyway, this week's episode is all about demystifying the woo and breaking down spirituality and metaphysics and energy and what that is. In this week's episode, I got to sit down and interview Kathy Weiss, who is an intuitive energy guide and an amazing channeler. She has a YouTube channel and she does coaching or not coaching, but um, well, I guess you could call it coaching, but she does coaching and readings and she basically just does things to help people sort of work with their energy and how they can just benefit from that. So, she is so cool and funny and sweet. And I had so much fun interviewing her and listening to her kind of break down the woo, essentially. And definitely check out her YouTube channel because she has a lot of cool stuff and she has a lot of channeled messages and all kinds of good stuff. So be sure to check that out. And without further ado, let's get into this week's podcast episode. All right. You guys are now listening to the Space Witch Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Whitney Levesque, and today I am here interviewing Kathy Weiss. So thank you, Kathy, for being on the show and welcome.
1: Oh, it's absolutely my pleasure. Thanks for having me today. Of
0: course. So in today's podcast episode, we are going to be talking all about demystifying the woo and kind of breaking down metaphysics and energy and all that stuff and talking about what that stuff really is. So to get started, um, Kathy, I'm just going to have you introduce yourself and explain to my listeners who you are and what you do and all that good stuff.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I am an intuitive energy guide, a clairvoyant and source energy channel. And so for people who are new to that, that's going to sound like a whole bunch of gobbledygook, but that's a lot of what we're going to be talking about today. So hang tight if you're like, I really don't know what those things mean. One thing you should know is that I help people who are feeling stuck or uncertain or longing for more in their life find a sense of clarity and direction and alignment and confidence to move in the direction of their soul's purpose or their life's purpose. And I utilize the gifts that I have as an intuitive and a clairvoyant. And a source energy channel to be able to do that. So if you want, Whitney, we could just kind of dive right into what the heck energy is and what those words mean. Yeah,
0: totally. Real quick though, I have one question actually before we dive into that. Um yes. so you say you're an intuitive sure. energy guide, right? So is there a difference yes. between being like that and just being psychic, or is it a different phrasing? I'm just curious.
1: It is a little bit of different phrasing. And I do, at least for me in the way that I understand things, being psychic is a little bit different than intuitive and clairvoyant. I'm going to break it down for you so that it makes sense. Okay,
0: perfect. So all right, awesome. So um, with all that being said, I will let you take it away then, Kathy. (laughs)
1: Okay, so I always like to start with making sure that people understand what their energy is. So a lot of us know like, oh, I slept really great last night. I have a lot of energy or I've been really busy and running around and I'm tired and I don't have a lot of energy. Um, But there is so much more to your energy than just that. So your energy is your electromagnetic vibration, and it extends away from your body up to at least five feet. So this is as far as the technology and tools that we have available to us can measure that vibration, Um, but it doesn't hit a magic wall and just stop. That's just where the vibrations start to become more subtle and difficult to read with tools and technology that we have right now. That vibration is a product of not only the big obvious things like how what you've had to eat or drink and you're, how active you've been. It's also a product of things that are much more subtle like your breathing and like the thoughts that you're thinking. So especially with thoughts, your thoughts are electrical impulses. And electricity travels in a wave, like a sound wave or a light wave. So when you think of thought, that electrical impulse creates a wave that resonates through your body and then comes off of your body into your electromagnetic signature. And when we're in close proximity with other people, whether we know how to describe it or not, we feel other people's energy. And science calls that contagion of emotion, right? We can catch other people's emotions by being close to them. It's sort of like we walk into a room and you're like, wow, it feels so good in here. Or conversely, like, something's up, even though nobody's talking and you can feel what's happening, right? So that's your electromagnetic vibration, your energy field. As someone who's highly sensitive, and only about 20% of the population is truly highly sensitive, I can feel that energy over much greater distances than your average person. So I can actually tune into someone's energy from anywhere on the planet and be able to pick up their vibration. So when I do that, then I get... So energy doesn't have any language, right? Right. It's just, again, it's just that wave traveling through space. So when I feel someone's energy, I'm either going to see an image in my mind, and that's called clairvoyance, or I might hear words and phrases, and that's called clairaudience. So what I'm doing is just translating... The energy into a picture or words, so that's clairvoyance. Okay. Now, so you were asking about what's the difference between like a psychic or an intuitive. So, I'm feeling energy in the present moment, and then as an intuitive, I just will know things. Like I know that you need to rearrange your bedroom. Or I know that you need to go take a walk on the beach or whatever it is. And sometimes it seems super logical and sometimes it seemingly doesn't make any sense with your life goals. But again, I just know if you do X, Y, and Z, you're going to actually start to move forward and feel better. A psychic is someone who is picking up on the vibrations of things that have yet to manifest. So i everything that is, everything we experience, all of life exists in this vibrational form before it comes into reality. So a psychic is feeling those vibrations before things have manifested. Oh, okay. Does that make Yeah, differ? that makes Inge a game? lot of it sense. sense. It's
0: interesting because I've, you know, obviously like a lot of people have heard of psychics and mediums, but like It's just different to hear someone be like, oh, I'm an intuitive energy reader. And then it's like, well, like, I almost thought of like Reiki or something first when you mentioned it, but I know it's obviously not Reiki because you would call it Reiki if that was what you did.
1: Right, exactly. And that is a little bit different. And I do do some energy healing with the people that I work with. Although, again, it's much more intuitively guided as opposed to Reiki, which is more of like a set way of going through the healing process.
0: So, um, all right, cool. So,
1: so what else? So now we know.
0: I was, I was listening to another podcast recently and they were talking about how like things like astrology had been used like years and years, like hundreds of years ago and it was totally normal and like all this like kind of like woo woo stuff was like normal and it was just in the last like couple hundred years that it started to become like weird and taboo and not as socially acceptable. Um, So I thought that was really fascinating because it's – I think it's a lot of stuff that, like, you know, we're kind of, like, naturally drawn to and it's interesting how society has kind of changed so much and it's not as accepted or, like, if you're into this stuff, you're considered to be weird or, like, you know, crazy or flaky or, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that I've just taken these abstract ideas and made them much more concrete. Yeah. And even the term woo-woo, if you were to look it up and try to find some definitions of it, it's considered derogatory. It's actually considered really negative and that somebody who's kind of out there or like weird, like you said. And so one of the missions that I'm on is to just help people understand that it's very natural as opposed to super natural. And everyone to some degree has the, at least the ability to trust their own intuitive gifts in their own life. And that's where Source Energy Channel comes in. Um, And I feel like I'm like being guided in two different directions with the conversation right now. But first, we're going to go more in why things have become taboo, like you said, and hidden. And I feel like so much of it, if you're someone who believes that a soul experiences a life, goes back to the light realm, comes back to learn more lessons in a new physical form, in a new physical body, and we carry memories of some of those previous lives, Many of us who have these gifts and these abilities were persecuted for them in some way, right? Like straight up, like burned at the stake, stoned to death, arrested, put in jail, whatever it was. And so our souls remember that and we've become very fearful
0: about
1: expressing what is naturally ours out of that fear of persecution. the one thing that I really try to make clear to people now who are curious, even if they're an empath or a psychic or a medium, is that we're living in a time when it's never been safer the likelihood of you getting stoned to death for having these gifts is pretty low right now, right? Chances chances are you're not going to come into any physical harm. And I'm finding that the conversation is actually widening and broadening and you're even less likely to come a, up against any social or emotional harm as well. Mm-hmm. So I only came out of my light worker closet little over a year and a half ago. I love that. (laughs) And one of the biggest reasons that I was keeping it so quiet is because I was afraid that people wouldn't understand. They would think I was making things up. You know, it was a whole bunch of BS or whatever it was. And when I finally came out and started being public and open about it, nobody batted an eyelash. People were like, "Um, we've kind of always known that about you, Kathy. You're just talking about it now. So, so I do feel that we are normalizing the conversation and that's really, even with things like this, like this conversation that you and I are having is just opening the door a little bit wider for it to become back, sort of like go back to where it was a whole long time ago, where it was just a natural part of our lives to employ a multitude of healers and guides and advisors in our lives because we're not meant to go through this life on our own, number one. And number two, there would not be such talented and gifted healers and intuitives and all of these different things if we didn't need them, right? yes and it's happening faster and in in sort of like a more of the collective consciousness as well and and i feel like that's why we're having more conversations and we're seeing more people openly using their gifts and and being able to fully be the expression of themselves. That they and there's a lot
0: to of be. talk too. Like I keep hearing about how like, you know, we're in a time where people are, you know, raising their vibrations and raising their consciousness and more like twin flames are coming together. And it's so fascinating to me. Kind of going a little bit back to like what you're saying about how, you know, we're all connected. And like it's mm-hmm. what's fascinating to me is I was having a conversation with um, a friend of mine the other day who she she's Christian And, you know, like we we differ a little bit on that, but like it's not, you know, like there's no judgment or like any negative feelings there. But what's fascinating to me is like, you know, we have two totally different belief systems and like I understand like I come from a very Christian background. So like I get it. But it was so funny to me because she just recently got like a new job and she was telling me about how you know, she was sitting in her car and she was praying and she was just really stressed out from her current job. And she was just like, what do I do? She like kind of just literally like surrendered this whole situation over to God and was like, I don't know what to do. So just show me what to do. And then, you know, a few days later, this woman from her church messaged her and offered her a full-time job at their daycare. And I just thought that was so like wonderful and also just interesting because I was like you're manifesting that and you didn't even it was just totally like kind of like on a whim sort of a thing I felt like you know like she was just so like I'm done like handing it over to a higher power whether that's God or you know whatever like people believe in and so it's so interesting how we have all these kind of like seemingly different beliefs and you know sometimes they are actually different but at the same time a lot of it is the same sort of you know acts of surrender or gratitude or whatever that may be.
1: Exactly. I'm totally covered in chills as you're telling me that story, which is like just a big fat yes from the universe when that happens. And I feel like the reason why we disagree or have different language for it is because when we're human, number one, we're partially veiled from it. Right. And it's so big and so abstract that it's hard for us to all agree upon the right words Oh, yeah, for totally.
0: It. And, like, you know, as people, like, we all have, like, ego. And that's, like, the one thing that separates us. Because if we didn't have ego, we'd just, we'd be like nothing. We'd just be floating in time and space. And, you know, e- ego serves its purpose, for sure. But it's definitely harder for us to see it as people with that ego in the way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And that's just part of the experience, you know, that we're having here. Um can I tell you about the cosmic jellyfish? Oh, yeah, totally.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have no idea, but I'm so interested.
1: <laughs> okay. People always go like, the what? And this is this is something that came to me a couple of years ago, and it was like all made sense to me. So I really like to share it with as many people as I can. So I imagine this energy that we're talking about that some people call go- God and some people call source and some people call the universe. I call it the cosmic jellyfish because I just imagine that whatever that is is a giant, vast, endless field of pure, positive light and love. And each of us is a tentacle of that jellyfish. So we're never detached from it. We're only sometimes not aware of it. Um, But each of us is that energy of pure, positive love at our core. And we're all the universe being expressed through us as us. It's sort of like um, your body is one whole expression of you, but your pinky finger serves a way different role than like your liver. And, they're not, and your pinky and your liver are so no. not meant to ever get together. And if they do, you're probably not having a very good day. So that's how I imagine each of us is that we're all part of that energy. And some of us reside very close to each other and are meant to bump up against each other. And some of us aren't. And that's okay because we're all right. a valuable and necessary expression of that energy. And so then when we talk about manifestation and surrender, it's when we kind of go back into that pure place within ourselves where we're like, I know there's more. And the only way that things are going to resolve is if I allow that energy to flow through me and I stop Uh, trying. It's
0: amazing. It's so funny how like how all of that stuff works together.
1: It is. It's pretty incredible. Oh,
0: you know what? Sorry. I actually, now I'm remembering. Um, I love what you said about how, you know, a lot of this stuff is just stuff that like science hasn't fully caught up with yet. Um, Because I like, you know, like energy, like that's like a scientific kind of thing, not to sound like. I feel like stupid saying that because I don't know anything about science really, but um, <laughs> like, you know, I, I think about astrology and how like the energies of like the planets are always affecting us. And I feel like there's so much more to it. And I think a lot of people just don't even want to look into it because like they have this preconceived notion that like, oh, it's fake. It's not real, blah, blah, blah. And then like, you know, so they don't even get like good results or like, y- you know what I mean? It's like they're actually manifesting that like, oh, it's fake. So here you go. <laughs>
1: Yeah. And so you get the evidence and the result of that. And that's totally fine. I just, it made me think of the example of, you know, once upon a time, people knew that they lived on an earth or a planet that was flat. Like they knew it and there was no other conversation around it. And, and now we know that that's not the case, right? So I feel like that we're sort of like in between with energy and manifestation and law of attraction. It's like some of us are certain there's no such thing. And some of us are certain there 100% is. And then there's like kind of this middle right. ground where people are trying to yeah. get it and struggling, And it's okay. We're we're all evolving, right? We're all part of the reason why we're here as humans is for the growth and expansion of our soul, and so we can never know the purpose or what lessons any any soul needs to learn other than our own. And a lot of times we only know what our life lessons were in retrospect. Yeah, totally. (laughs) Right. So it's really hard to like, you know. So for someone who is adamantly certain that. Everything yep. that you and I are discussing is a whole bunch of crap. <laughs> like, God love you. I don't know. I don't know what lessons you're meant to learn, but this isn't one of them right now. And I'm not going to shove it down your throat if you're not on board with right. Me. It's, it's okay. And it's it's
0: so funny too because it it reminds me. Of, I listen to so many podcasts because like part of why I have a podcast because I love <laughs> podcasts. And there's this one that I listened to where um, this woman was talking about how she was sitting down with like her spirit guides and she was dealing with like a difficult situation and you know she was like i just i don't want to deal with this right now and she was saying how her guide just kind of shrugged its shoulders and was like well that's okay we have eternity you can learn it in the next lifetime you know
1: so true yes yeah because we have free will and our guides love us and they're like Whatever. We just want to get excited about whatever decision you make and we want to help and love and support you. And you do have to ask for the support though. That's really key for people to know if they're interested in learning about their spirit guides or how to communicate with them. Unless it is like a life or death situation where you are meant to survive and they, they are allowed to intervene, but otherwise you have to deliberately ask for help in order to receive it. No,
0: like for, this is kind of, I mean, I didn't really plan this question, but since we're talking about spirit guides, what do you think some of the best ways are to, like, communicate kind of, like, with your guides when you're having, like, moments of, like, I just don't know what to do? Like, I think a lot of people hear this stuff about, like, spirit guides and, like, asking them for help. But, like, you know, is it just sitting down and, like, praying kind of or, like, Mm -hmm. do you have any, like, kind of methods or, like, techniques on that or?
1: Yeah, absolutely. I do recommend I, and I, to me, it's a form of prayer. Absolutely. And I think that, um, you know, m- many people describe it this way that prayer is the talking or the asking and meditation is the listening and receiving. So that is two sides of the conversation. Um, but as far as like asking and talking with your guides, The one thing to keep in mind is that, you know, we have so many thoughts rolling through our minds all the time. Some of them we mean, some of them we don't mean. Sometimes we're just trying to sort things out. And so, especially when you're newer to communicating with your guides, I think it's very helpful and valuable to either speak it out loud or write it down because then you're getting clarity of thought and a real clear communication, even if it's just dear guides <laughs> <SOS>. <laughs> help. Or or show me the you know, one of my favorite ones recently has been like dear guides, oh. show me the way. And I and I call it my prayer journal. I start every morning where I take a few minutes, like two, three minutes, and I write like a little note, dear angels and guides, here's things that I'm so grateful and appreciative and I love you for. Here's the things that I'm asking for help on. And sometimes it's really simple. It's like, <laughs> right. Um, help me write my newsletter today. <laughs> I totally did that today. I was like, yeah. you write my newsletter. Cause I don't know what to write. Um, you know, and then it did. And then like the whole awesome. thing just popped out that. in like 10 minutes. It was fabulous. Um, and, and sometimes it is just a little bit yeah. more general, like show me the way because I don't know what it is right now and I don't know how to find <laughs> it. So like right. light it up, make it obvious. Um, and so I really enjoy writing it down because, again, it makes it very concrete and specific. Um, and speaking out loud, which I have also done, sometimes <laughs> feels a little bit awkward, right. Yeah,
0: they're like, what are you doing? Especially <laughs> to other
1: people in the house, you know. Yeah, I'm like, hey, but I do sometimes speak out loud and and a lot of times like when I'm driving my car, I will speak my prayers out loud. They're often prayers for safety or good parking spaces, (laughs) a shady spot to park if I have my dog, things like that. Um, So there's no request too big or too small. And
0: like words are so powerful. I was just thinking about this today because I I don't want to say too much because I want to do a whole podcast episode on it, but – I saw this thing recently about the word abracadabra, which is, um, I think it's Aramaic for I, "I will create as I speak," and it, it's so funny because that's such a like funny like word we hear all the time, and we're like, "Oh, haha!" Like abracadabra, that's what magicians say, but it actually has like that meaning, and it is—it's right. crazy what happens actually. Like when you, you know, some people do spells and like, you know, you say your magic words, and or maybe you're trying to manifest something and you have to say things out loud to yourself and. It totally works for sure.
1: Yep. Yes, 100% every time. And I I actually just wrote a blog post about how to manifest because a lot of us are not quite doing it right. And I, cha- it was a channeled blog post. So no, if anybody goes over to my website, which is kathy-weiss.com and reads the blog about how to manifest your dream life. Um That was like such a long channeled message, which is why it turned into a blog post. But a lot of us think um, that manifestation is just ask, believe and receive. And there's some steps missing. There's actually five steps to the process, the way that I channeled it instead of those three um, that make it easier to manifest so if anybody's listening and they really want to learn more about manifestation they can pop over there and totally
0: it's funny you said five because I I think a while back I did a a similar thing on like how to manifest stuff and I came up with exactly like five key things also so that's really Mm -hmm. funny um so mm -hmm. yeah we'll definitely have Mm -hmm. to check that out I know like I'm probably gonna go over and read that because like I'm all about that stuff and it's so cool that like that stuff is just channeled through you and it just like comes to you I think that's amazing
1: Yeah, it's really, to me, it's kind of fun and interesting. Like I said, because only about three or four words okay. are in my head at a time, I have no idea what the message is going to be. Uh, and that's why I started writing them down. Because when I would just speak a channeled message, it was like gone oh and through me. And I was like, I don't know what that was. Um yeah, but so when I write it down, then I can go back and and ha- take advantage of it as well, not yeah, just the people. That's who awesome. Are and now, distracted. if
0: you don't mind me asking, how did you come about that whole like ability to do that? Was it something you learned, or did it just kind of happen? You were like, "Whoa, what was that?" Or
1: <laughs> I think it was a little bit of yeah, the "Whoa, what was that?" Um, with some practice and some trust. And it really the way it started. In 2016, I sat down to write a book and I didn't a friend of mine who is super fabulous with guides and angels and all of that told me that I had um, a team of angels to support me in writing the book. and I would sit down and the and the first things that would come out was I want to write, wow. I want to write, I want to write, I want to write. And then, and, and then I would Mm -hmm. do, so I would just start to listen to that and start writing. So before I even began the book for maybe about a month or six weeks or something, all I did was that. And that was really when I started to do these like written channeled messages. Um, I called it conversations with spirit and, and they were just for me. It was just for me to like practice and learn how to do it and it wasn't until i came out of the the what i call the lightworker closet in late 2017 early 2018 that i started really channeling messages for the like for the public like universal messages for everybody and individualized private channeled messages for people who nice, work with that me That is one so on
0: amazing one
1: but like huge amounts yeah. of trust, I would have to say, because again, I don't, I don't know everything that's going to come out. And I have to trust sometimes some of the weirdest <laughs> sentences I've ever said in my life. You know, that I'm like, I don't, I literally have no idea what this means, but I'm yeah. supposed to say, blah, blah, blah. You know, look, <laughs> un, You know, like look under the couch or, you know, whatever it is, you know, something yeah, just really me, strange. Um yeah, yeah. And sometimes even the person that the message is for it at first can be like, I don't know what that means. Um, but then later, you know, especially when we step out of the energy of our right. reading because things can get really intense, that later later they'll be like, oh, it was totally right. yeah. this thing.
0: Wow, that is so great. It's funny. I feel like I noticed the same thing too whenever I'm like doing any sort of like – maybe not the exact same thing, but like it's funny with – things like divination and tarot cards and like, you know, or even like if you want to see a psychic or an intuitive energy reader, like, you know, it's funny how things just like they don't make sense and then you wait a couple weeks or months or days and it's like, oh, like now I get it now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I mean, sometimes we aren't really meant to understand it in the moment. It's like, just delivering the message and it's sort of like the message will unfold in the perfect timing right
0: it's all about divine timing for sure um speaking of timing um so we are just about at the end of the show is there any final thoughts or things you want to say and where can people find you
1: Yeah, people can find me on my website, which is kathy-weiss.com. And if they're kind of curious and you're just starting to like check things out, if you subscribe to my newsletter, number one, you're going to get weekly energy readings delivered right to your inbox. And number two, you can get a free mini intuitive reading with me. So you can kind of like dip your toes into the water and get a taste of it without having to commit to a full length session. I'm also on Facebook and over there I'm Lightworker Kathy Weiss on Instagram, lightworker underscore Kathy, and on YouTube, after you um, type in youtube.com and the slash, it's Kathy Weiss, the joy healer.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much again for being on the show today.
1: It was my pleasure to be here with you. I had tons of fun and I look forward to talking with you again in the future
0: wow wasn't that amazing definitely go to youtube and check out kathy's video where she talks even more about demystifying the woo to my knowledge i'm pretty sure it's a completely channeled message and everything she says is so on point so yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this week's podcast episode. Be sure to check out Kathy and all of her stuff. You can find all her social media linked in the show notes and you can find me over on Instagram at Spacewitch Podcast or on Facebook at The Space Witch Podcast. If you liked this week's episode and you're listening on iTunes, be sure to give me a rating if you are not on iTunes, then uh, maybe consider sharing this episode with one person this week. So yeah, share it with your friends. And I will catch you guys here next week on the Space Witch Podcast. Thank you guys so much. And as always, don't forget that you are so much more than your sun sign. Bye.